Hello, welcome to the next audio exclusive version of the TNC podcast. I'm unbelievably excited for this one. A man who really, let's be honest, we, we, we never wanted to leave Norwich. The 2015 player of the season and, and fan favourite does not do this guy justice. Rumour has it the net in the river end hasn't been the same after his thunderbolt strike against Ipswich. I am talking to Super Bradley Johnson. Bradley, first of all, th- <laughs> thank you ever so much for coming on. How, how's it going with you? No problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm all good, thank you. It's, it's good to be on it. How are you? I, I'm I'm dreaming now. I'm talking to you. I, I mean, I never thought I'd, I never thought we'd get to this point, but but here we are. Um, Bradley, uh, top man for coming on. I, I know you're taking out your, the time out of your evening, so I, I really wholeheartedly appreciate it. Um, First of all, um, I, I'm really interested to hear, hear kind of from the horse's mouth exactly what it was like for you joining Norwich. You know, you you came from from a huge club in, in terms of Leeds. Oh, you're taking me taking me way back now. Well, I'm taking yeah. you back, my man. Uh, I'm taking you. I'm, t- I'm taking you back yeah. now. It, it must have been quite difficult to move from Leeds to Norwich. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was. You know. Um, I've always will hold Leeds in my heart, you know. Um, there's, they're a massive club. Everyone knows they're a massive club, and I had, I had some great memories there. You know, I, I played some unbelievable games for them against Man United. I, I will never forget that win going there. Um, joining in the season when when they had um, minus 15 points in League One, and just falling short on promotion that year in the playoff final, um, and then going up. Um, from League One into the Championships automatically the next year, the following year. I think we finished second in the league. And um, yeah, so I enjoyed my, my four years I was there for. Um, the one thing for me is that I wanted to play Premier League football. And um, <clears throat> I think I've come to the end of my contract at, at Leeds. And I think if any Leeds fans or, or anyone listening now will know how the end of my contract ended up there with, with the basketball of a uh, Ken Bates at the time, uh, you know, we we I didn't leave on good terms with Ken Bates, but I left on good terms with the fans. The fans knew I wanted to stay there, but at that age, at 24, when I can leave for free and and you know, a Premier League club come in for me, and it's always been my dream to play in the Premier League. It was an an easier decision for me to leave at that time. You know, um, I remember Paul Lambert phoning me up and and saying he wanted me to join Norwich. You know, we played them. Um, uh, I think yeah, we actually went up with Norwich, didn't we? Yeah. Did we go up with Norwich? I think yeah, so. Yeah, we went up. Yeah, I remember. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we did. I remember scoring it on the road, the header. And, uh, yeah, it was. It was um, when um keeper gave ball to Jermaine Beckford from the goal kick. <clears throat> and we scored. I think, was that the winner? We won. I just remember Paul Lambert on the sideline with his hands in his head and on his knees. <laughs> I think it might have been that year. I think it might have been that year. We both never. Uh, you usually went up again. So when he called me um, and, and said he was interested in me, I think it was an easy decision for me at that time. Knowing that I was out of contract, I didn't have to go in and, and say I wanted to leave. I was out of contract, so I was a fission in that summer. And, uh, Bradley, what, what yeah, was I was it... delighted when, when I got the call from, from Paul Lambert. What, what was it like walking through the Colney gates at the, for the first time? What was it like walking on the pitch at Cow Road for the first time? It must have been such a proud moment in your career because obviously you've 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 then reached your goal of playing in the Premier League right 
Yeah, our first Premier League game. It was a home game as well. I think we played Stoke at home. I think I didn't play in the first game of the season. Um, it was Wigan away, and the next game was 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 Stoke. But yeah, I, I would never forget my debut in the Premier League. Uh, as I just said, it's a thing that I always dreamed of and always wanted to do when I was a little kid, and managing to do that now. I remember the, the buzz around Carroll Road as well because obviously they've just been promoted to the Premier League. First home game. I remember driving in and, and seeing banners everywhere on the motorway on the, on the way into Norwich, and um, just felt a, a whole buzz. And yeah, I was I was excited and. and as I said, it was a day I'd never forget my Premier League debut. Oh God, you're taking me back now, Bradley. You're getting me all fired up and emotional and in love with football again. You know what is? You know what's a chuckle? Is a funny old time when when you're at the football club because, of course, all all of your best buddies joined you from Leeds as well. We had Housen, Becchio, Snoddy. Yeah, Becchio, did, did, yeah. did it ever feel a bit weird for you? Because as fans, there was this banter between Norwich and Leeds, like they were our feeder club and all this stuff, but. You know, did, did it feel a bit almost like, hang on, what the hell's happening? Like, all, all of my mates are joining me. Or did you love it? No, I didn't know it. Um, I, I probably knew probably hours before everyone else did because they'd all phone me up and, and ask me about the club. But, yeah, it was a bit it was a bit strange. But, as you said, it was the same ambition for, for Snoddy and, and, and Johnny. You know, they wanted to play in the Premier League and we they didn't manage to do that at Leeds at the time. And, and as I said, Norwich, Paul Lambert, come in and, and wanted to sign uh, sign Johnny. I remember his first day when he signed, he, he come to my house after and he couldn't believe how everyone knows Norwich is a big club, but he couldn't believe how, how big and how well run it was himself. And um, yeah, it was strange, obviously, when, when Luciano come as well. <clears throat> um, he didn't really have a, the best of times at Norwich, but no. he, was a, he was a good player. Um, he just didn't didn't work out out for him at Norwich, and I think Snoddy, I think speaks for himself. Everyone knows how good of a player he was, and <sighs> yeah, how well he's done it. since. What was, what what was it with Becchio Bradley? Because I I just everything on paper said it was going to work. Why didn't yeah. it work? <clears throat> I'm I'm not too sure. You know, when when I played with him at Leeds, it was a vocal point. He he won everything, every ball that you put in the box for him. He would he would be on the end of headers. He's he's Link-up play wasn't his best attribute, but um, <clears throat> at the time, I think it was Chris Hewton who signed him as well, wasn't it, at the yeah, time? And yeah. um, I just think, you know, if I'm if I'm honest, and Luciano would, would agree with me here, he wasn't the best trainer. So, um, and when when he when he did sign, and uh, I remember his first few training sessions, Interesting. the lads were going to me, the lads were saying to me, what have we signed in? And I said, listen, he might not be the best trainer, but play him on a Saturday and he'll score your goals. You know, and um, I've come across loads of players like that who are not the best in training. And um, a, su- a superhero at Norwich, uh, Grant Holt, he wasn't the best in training. Sure he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll say that as well. He cool. That, he'll tell you, you know, off that, Brandon. Saturday. Yeah, I know he won't be happy with that. But he would agree. He'd play him on a Saturday and he'll do the business. You know, and maybe it was a maybe it was a thing with, with Chris and he, he likes play, players who train how they play or play how they train and it just didn't work out for him. Let's go into those players now then. Johnny Housen absolute Rolls Royce of a footballer. What was it like yeah. to play alongside him in midfield? It was a joy. <clears throat> As you just said, a Rolls Royce of a, of a player. He just made everything look so easy, so simple. He had a great engine on him, could have run for days. And you know, when I played with him at Leeds, he played in number 10 role. So I knew he could score goals as well. He scored a lot of goals when I was with him at Leeds. He come to Norwich and, and, and played centre midfield, which he still done well at. And, um, yeah, he's he's a, he's a very good player, and he's he's gone on to have a great career himself as well. Now, I mentioned it in the intro. 
you, you had a lot of fun against Ipswich, didn't you? I mean, we obviously have to talk about the absolute thunder bastard of a strike <laughs> at Carrow Road. I mean, I was genuinely concerned for the Nets' welfare after it went in. I've never, <laughs> ever in my life following football seen a ball hit so true. Just de- de- describe that moment, the, the, the day. It just... That must be a particularly special moment and a highlight for you um, from your career at Norwich. Oh, one million percent. Um, I, I still get when I when I go on social media, I still see tweets about the goal, and I think every year, every year that passes on this day, the goal pops up on on Instagram and, and Twitter, <laughs> and I do watch it. Um, no, but yeah, to score a goal like that at that time as well, I think. I was playing very well. I think I was confident. And, you know, the ball just dropped to me perfectly for me running onto it. I didn't have to break my stride. Um, I remember my friend Luke Chambers was in front of me and I thought there's no way he's going to stop it. <laughs> and, um, I remember actually kneeing him in, in the head on the way through <laughs> just just to make it a, a bit more, more worse for him. But, yeah, it was one of the moments that, you know, when you hit the ball, you just know that it's, it's going... In normally for me, everyone knows that I like a shot. Though well, could but, end up in Rosette, but you know I hit it so sweet, and I, I don't think I've hit a ball that sweet before in in a game and, and scored like that. Bradley, don't take this the wrong way, but thank God it went in the net because if that had hit yeah. a whole, an old lady in the river end, I mean, I would <laughs> only, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to have known the outcome. So well done. I oh, know, honestly, mate, I remember that moment that the buzz just. The ball hitting the net, the ground erupted. Yeah. I mean, I vividly remember, I don't know if you do, so uh, another great derby goal, Lee Croft versus Ipswich, miles out. But that particular goal for you um, against Ipswich at Carrow Road um, yeah, on yeah. that day, in that moment, for me is probably the best derby goal I've seen in my lifetime. So well done, mate. Oh, hell, of, hell, of a, yep. hell of a strike. Um, sp- <laughs> speaking of special memories... Um, you're of course a Wembley winner with Norwich, um, yep. etched in Canary folklore forever. Take yourself back to that day, if you don't mind. Let's go down memory lane once again. Talk, talk me through your your emotions of that day. I mean, playing at Wembley is something special, but but winning there as well. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been there pre- previously with Leeds and lost, so I wanted to, did never want to ever feel that feeling again. So the build up to the to the game um, I think we it just went smoothly you know we treated it like a, a normal game we went down to London for a few days before um, went to the stadium uh, we'll see the pitch and, and the tour around the stadium a few days before and um, yeah the build up to the game I know everyone says oh it's the biggest game of your maybe some of our careers but you know Alex Neil just treated it as a normal game and yeah we were uh, sceptical because we knew they, they beat us twice during the season mm. And we, we, well, I had that in the back of my mind that, that there's no better place to get our revenge back at, at Wembley. So, um, and I think anyone can, can agree, you know, there was a bit, we knew before the game that they turned up late and we were warming up and they wasn't out warming up. Mm. So, we, you know, we, we had that psychological edge where we went out and warmed up and said hello to our families and um, we knew where they all were. So when we went out for the kickoff and we was lining up on the, on the red carpet, no one, we was all focused on the game. No one was trying to say hello to their families. We was all focused. And if you look to your left of us, we just see all their players looking for their families, waving to them. So yeah, and we wanted to start fast. And I think, I think that was the best 45 minutes of our whole season. Uh, you know, we couldn't put it 
do it any anywhere else than at Wembley, and it was a great feeling for us, you know. And we scored the two goals, and and I think the game was over by then. I mean, I was in tears seeing Russ Martin lift that trophy. I tell you, I really was. I really was. I couldn't believe it. And I think just the sheer, I, I know that it's a momentous occasion playing at Wembley, but, you know, we were the underdogs. I mean, as you've quite rightly said, they beat us twice, you know, convincingly yep. as well, by the way. Yeah, um, we 4-0. Yeah, four exactly. Nil, they, they, they talked us. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was nervous. I mean, you, you talk about the, the, the psychological stuff around the game, Bradley. Did Yep. Did it did it have that much of an effect? You know, their bus not turning up, and it's fascinating for you to to actually mention that. Actually, no, I think it definitely does. You know, I I, I speak to um, a few of their players, and I said to them, "Did that matter?" Of course, it does because you know when you're even a normal game for us now. We played on a Saturday, Tuesday. You do stuff to get prepared for the game, like it's a, it's a routine. So some players might have an half an hour massage or a nice part for. So whatever people do before games and you know we were there early got our stuff done got our strappings done and you know they we remember I remember seeing uh, the manager and their captain running into the stadium to hand in their team sheet he was still in his suit and Russ was already there had his massage had his strappings on so <laughs> Russ was sitting there when, with a cocktail yeah yeah so we we knew they, they were late and I think the manager at the time he, he said that as, as well to us before we went out. He said, listen, they're not going to be ready. If you get off to a fast start, we'll catch them cold. And that's exactly what we've done. Um, yeah, I think so. Stuff like that, it does matter. For me, if I didn't prepare right for a game, I would go into the game thinking, oh, I haven't had my strappings or I haven't had my massage. And it would play, right. I'd play a bit in the back of my mind. So I think that definitely helped. There were so many good individual performances that day, wasn't there? I mean, I remember Whitaker turning into Iniesta in the lead up to, to Nathan <laughs> Redmond's goal. I mean, yeah. and, and and Cameron Jerome stealing the ball from Danny Ayala and slotting it yeah. home. I mean, I don't know, what, what did it feel like for you as a player, seeing those goals going? Because from the, from the supporters' point of view, Bradley, I think yeah. we were just in shock. I remember the first one going in and we celebrated it properly. The second one went in and we were like, what the hell is going on here? But but as a player, yeah. did it did it feel like that at all? No, definitely. I think, as I just said before, it was probably the best 45 minutes we had all season. You know, there's there's been games before where, as you just touched on, one or two or maybe three have a good game and the rest are OK. But that that particular game from goalkeeper all the way to camp, everyone was on their game. You know, we knew how much it meant. We knew how hard we worked throughout the whole season to, to get where we, into the playoffs. And um, we, knew, we knew we wanted to bounce straight back up because obviously getting relegated the year before. Mm. And we knew how much it meant to the fans and the club. And um, yeah, I think from, as I said, 1 to 11, everyone was on their game. And it was a crazy game when when the first goal went in. I think, no, sorry, from I hit a crossbar, didn't I, within two minutes, or three <laughs> minutes or five minutes. Yeah. And then literally Bam- Bamford hit it as well, didn't they? Bounced back out to them. They cleared it down the line. The guy called it inside. And then he's gone in a crossbar. It was a game you... you just couldn't believe from from five minutes we were like right wow and then we scored the goal um, Cam nicked it off Ayala as you said and it was a great finish from Cam you know he had no one in the box and to squeeze it in at the near post and then um, the second goal was a great team goal we just, just touched on there we, we kept the ball for I don't know how many passes but everyone wanted the ball and we passed it and it was a great team goal and then I think if I'm honest with you playing the game then when we went tuning up well I thought wow this is it and as well, because 
what Alex Neil does as well. He's a very thorough man. He, he does a lot of tactical stuff. And it was only that season, Middlesbrough only come back from from losing once. So we knew if we get that first goal or the, or the second goal maybe, then they've only come back from a losing position once that year. So we've done our homework and um, it paid off. Bradley, well, there's one thing I've noticed on this podcast straight away. You you speak of that particular day, but you speak about Norwich City with such passion. You speak about that game with with such intricate details. Yeah. It, 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 would you say that it, it that that was the proudest moment of your career, perhaps? Without a shadow of a doubt. I remember when when getting relegated. Um, you know, a few players left, and um, I, if I'm honest with you, I could have left it was it was interesting me going but, but I wanted to stay at Norwich and get, and get them back into the Premier League and at the time David Manali I said to him I want to stay here when um, Alex Neil come in they uh, offered me a new contract and as soon as I knew there was a new contract on the table for me I signed it straight away I wanted to I wanted to stay at Norwich and, and finish my career there but football is football you know things things change but going back to that season I wanted to stay there and, and get Norwich promoted and to do it at Wembley and I think I remember speaking to Paul Butler after the game and I was in tears. I was in tears as well after the game, knowing how hard we worked. Mate, you, you broke Rob Butler. You broke him. <laughs> I'm telling you now, he's ne- I, I don't think Rob Butler's ever got over you leaving and, not, and neither the fans. That's I'm so interested in what you've just said, Bradley, because on one note, that's music to my ears because you've turned down other clubs and, and we'll, we'll talk about, you know, perhaps you'd like to share who you rejected deals from in a minute. You don't have to, but yeah. it'd be nice if you did. Um, yeah. But also, on the other hand, and this might shock you, this pisses me off. And I'll tell you why it pisses me off. Because of the fact that I, I cannot believe you didn't. Well, I mean, why was there not a deal for you? Why didn't you stay? Every fan, every fan, they they, they loved you, mate. We, we wanted you to stay. What happened? Um, as I said, football, football is from a football side of football. It's, it's, it's a business. I understand the fan side as well. It's, it's a business for the hierarchy. And I got, and Derby put a good offer in for me. And, and they decided that there was in the Premier League and football's about opinions as well. I, I've got nothing bad to say about Alex Neil. You know, I'll still speak to him now, but at that time he didn't think that I was ready for the Premier League, even though I've been there before for three years and played 100 games in the Premier League. But that's, again, his opinions. He didn't think that I was good enough for the Premier League or or I'd done what I could for the club, getting them back into the Premier League. And he had he had other options. He wanted to go down another path. And, oh, mate, I'm you know, devastated to hear that. that. I- I don't respect him for that. I mean, that he must be the only, he must be one in 23, at least 20,000 people that thought you weren't good enough for the Premier League. I just, I, just, I, I mean, did, didn't you score 16 goals or whatever it was the season before that? Yeah, yeah. And and, and that's what I said. And I signed, a, I signed a deal that year as well. I signed a, a three and a half or four year deal that year. Um, in that championship and it was a surprise to me when when it all came about but as I just touched on there it's it's a business for the Mm. the club side and and the manager if if you don't fit in his plans as I said I ain't got a bad word to say about him I I played probably well without a shadow of doubt I played my best football underneath him so Mm. but you know you, you, you move up leagues and the club want to go in a different direction they don't think you're 
Mm. He had an opinion that he didn't think I was good. I think he came out and said that that he signed Robbie Brady, who's an upgrade to me. And um, yeah, and you know things happen and football things change. But <clears throat> as I said, and you can tell by the way I talk, I will, I will always, I always still look out for Norwich. I will always, Norwich will always be in my heart. Uh, my first son was born in Norwich. I've still got houses in Norwich. I still come back to Norwich a lot. So good boy. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Oh well, then let's 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 move over to the other note in that in that segment actually. Then which was. You, you rejected some deals as well. Was that from Championship clubs, Premier League clubs? What, what sort of opportunities? No, at, at the time it was, it was from Premier League. Burnley was in the Premier League. You know, I played with Sean Dyche as a player, and he's been in memory for for a few years. You know, he spoke to me the the year we went down, and he wanted to take me to the Premier League where Burnley were at the time, and he was putting in offers, and, and the club were rejecting it. Wow. And then, yeah, I wanted to stay, as I just said, I wanted to stay at Derby that year, and. Um, and help getting promoted. And then again, he come in for me in January when um, it was a changeover in managers when um, Neil Adams got a sack and we, and we signed Alex Neil. You know, no one really, we was at the playoffs and no one really knew where the club was going. But, and, and that was for me as well. I didn't know what Alex Neil was like as a manager, but I knew clubs were putting in bids for me. And the first thing I said to Alex Neil was that I know clubs are putting in bids for me, but I want to stay here and can we sort out a, a contract? And, you know, hands up to me, he sorted out within a week. So that's what I said. I got a lot of respect for Alex Neil. He, he come in. I said I wanted to stay. He said he'll get it sorted within a week. I signed a, a three, a three and a half year deal. And then went on to play probably my best football I've played in my whole career underneath him and, and yeah. helped get the club back into the Premier League. But then, you know, things change in football. And, and as I said, different directions. People want to go in different directions. People have different opinions. Well, I tell you, I tell you what, Bradley. Um, what I, I might be wrong here. So, at the time you got the offer from Burnley, was um, that man Joey Barton there at all? Yeah, he was. <laughs> well, then you're not going to go there, are you? Because his breath stinks, right? Let's let's go. <laughs> let's go back to that famous, uh, famous picture at the darts where you're holding up that sign that says Barton, your breath stinks. It all came about after QPR. Am I right in saying? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we um we played them. I think was it, was it New Year's Day? Yeah, it was because the darts was on the Ali Pali, and that's where we went after the game. <laughs> and I remember he's obviously whatever happened in the game, he stuck head on me, and the the fourth official see it, the ref didn't see it, and the fourth official stepped in, didn't roll around on the floor like Neil Warnock made me out to to do. I just stepped back. The fourth official saw it and he got sent off. But yeah, I remember that. I remember it's a, it's a it's a long story. Lambert, anyway, Lambert come after the game and and obviously match of the day and the press wanted to speak to me and he said I'm not doing no interviews. He said um, I don't want no one, none of my players do no interviews. I'll go out there and answer all your questions for you because wow. they're just trying to they're just trying to get a story out of you. So don't do no interviews if if the press ring you on month because we was I think the game might have been a Monday and we was off for two days after that. So he said, if the press ring you over the next two days, don't answer it. I'll deal with it in the press and, and stuff like that. And that's what one thing Lambert was very, very good at. He looked after his players. So, um, yeah, he said uh, he knew we were going to the darts as well. He's like, just don't answer your phone to anyone. Go to the darts and enjoy yourself. <laughs> so off to the darts we go. Off to the pay we go. Um, <laughs> we're sitting there. One drink goes, a few drinks goes, and then... Obviously, on the table, if you've been to the darts, you get a felt tip pen and them cards. And if I'm honest with you, that Barton Your Breath Stinks wasn't the worst one. That was probably the best that I, out of the bad bunch. The lads were writing 
all sorts on the cards. <laughs> what were some I, of the other messages? Come on, uh, man. I, I, can't, I can't say what they were. They were, they were ruthless. And at the dark, <laughs> you can't hold up uh, football signs or anything. So I remember the man coming over and snatching one from Holtby when he, he put Ipswich 5 or Norwich 1 or something like that. Or we was putting up Holtby for England. Oh, class. Nick and, <clears throat> Nick and, and um, yeah, Holtby... Holty told me to just hold this up and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Just just hold it up. Literally, I held it up for a millisecond. And, and you were straight like, oh, Take your breath in. So I've done that with my, my nose and put my hand next to my... And <laughs> I don't know who... I don't know who took the photo. Oh, man. So, but it's... it looks like it was someone close. That could have been a next table or fans. People knew who we were. We were in yeah. there. Everyone was in fancy dress. We were the only people in there who were not in fancy dress. Just finished our game holding up football signs so everyone knew who we were and uh, I literally held it up for two seconds and <laughs> and you and got, got busted but I tell you what so mate the Norwich fans loved that of, yeah we didn't think anything of it I literally held it up and that was it and pulled it down and carried on all night I had a great night when we finished the darts we come out of Ali Pali and because at the time I wasn't on Twitter so I, I didn't know it was flying around on Twitter and no one knew so we've come out of Ali Pali and Foxy, we've got in a taxi and Foxy's gone, Jono, you're trending on Twitter. And I was like, <laughs> Foxy, I'm not even on Twitter. What are you talking about? And then he's got his phone out and showed everyone the picture. The lad <laughs> pissing themselves laughing. I am sitting in the back of a taxi with my hands on my head. Thinking, <laughs> I, I didn't even care, kill me. care. Yeah, I thought Paul Lambert, he's going to kill me. I was like, oh no. And then Holtie being the captain that he was, he was like, listen, I'll just tell him it was me, me. He knows you're not on Twitter or anything, so just blame it all on me. So I was like, okay, no, no problem. About 20 minutes later, we're in the taxi again. Jono, you're, you're worldwide tweeting now. You're all over the world. And then I'm a few more drinks, so I'm, I'm buzzing. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we're all buzzing. We go out, uh, we stay at a hotel in London. I get a, we're all in our separate rooms. I get a knock. Uh, on my door in the morning so I'm thinking who the hell is this I look through my peephole and I can just see a newspaper and me on the front of it oh no I've opened the door I've gone oh my god it's Holty he's brought me the newspaper and he's like laughing his head off I'm like Holty the gaffer is going to kill me I'm like I don't know he's like no listen he'll be alright I was like no Holy, the gaffer told me not to do nothing. And then now I'm on the front page of the sport for that <laughs> in, the, in the news of the world. I'm like, he's going to kill me. And he was like, oh, and did know, he? Just, just blame it on me. So, Holy was just like, he's probably going to call you. I'm not going to lie to you. I turned my phone off for two days. <laughs> so he didn't call me. Holy was like, he's going to call you. Just blame me. So I was like, all right, oh, yeah, I'll speak to him. I turned my phone off for two days. We was in on the Wednesday. I went in at 8.30 in the morning. Everyone went to be in at 10 o'clock. I've gone in at 8.30 in the morning and um, walked towards the gaffer's office and um, cars, cars are at the time, I've gone to cars, is a gaffer in. And then, um, so cars, cars knows what's, what's going on. So he's walked into the gaffer's office, gone, oh, Jono's here to see you. And he's like, oh, bring him in. So as cars has come out of his office, I'm walking towards cars, cars is putting his face up and putting, you know, the, hand across his neck like you're you're in for it he's in his neck like, and I'm thinking oh my god so I've walked in his office and he's gone oh sit down so I sat down so I'm like what's happening what's up and I was like what do you mean what's up Cars is behind me laughing his head off but I can't see him 
So the gaffer's like, what did I tell you? And I was like, I oh, know, gaffer, listen, it wasn't me. I'm not on Twitter. It was Holty. I blame. I just went in there and blamed Holty. And then cars are started burst out laughing. The gaffer started laughing. <laughs> and I was like, are you being serious? It had me for about five minutes. I was, I was telling myself. So they found it. Five minutes. So they he, found it funny. The gaffer, was, the gaffer was up in Scotland. He said, we don't get that newspaper up in Scotland. So I didn't see it for three days. Ooh, like, lucky. I've just, I've just found out about it this morning and I've got to do a press conference. He's like, don't worry about it. I don't like Joey Martin anyway, so I'll back, I'll back you up. <laughs> That's class. What a story. Mate, quick, yeah. quick bit of a quick fire round. Best yep. defender, best midfielder, and best striker you played with at Norwich. Go. Defender, Russell Martin. Midfielder, simple Wes Hulan. And striker, Grant Holt. Boom. Love that. And what was yeah. there, was there any similar traits in those three players that you particularly admired? Yeah, just their hunger, really, and desire to to win. Not just for themselves, for the whole team. You know, they were, they were team players, and you can tell the careers that they, they had at Norwich. As Wes is a little magician, he's a legend. Russ is a legend at the club, and so is Holt. All three of them are legends. So I was fortunate to, fortunate enough to play with three legends and as you said one being a defender midfielder and striker mm. so I was very lucky Bradley I've got to bring this up because you speak about Russ Wes Holt is as legends and, and still just my overwhelming of, of emotion uh, and it might be the same for, for all of the Norwich fans listening at the moment is I'm a bit miffed um, that, that that you didn't have the opportunity to spend more time at the football club establishing yourself as a legend um, did, but did I know you, you spoke so, so well and, and so elegantly about, you know, the fact that, you know, football's business and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But at the time, were, were were you okay with it? Were you honestly okay with it or were you mm. upset? No, I was, yeah, I was very upset. Very, very upset. To, to you know, to say to, to the club at the beginning of the season, this is what I want to do. I want to stay here, get my head down, get us back into the Premier League and, and play with Norwich in the Premier League to saying that and, and then achieving it and then playing only one game the next season and, and then being sold on, on, on deadline day. I was I was devoured up. As I said before, I, I bought my house in Norwich. I, I settled down in Norwich. I put my little kid in school at the time. I only had one boy at the time. Oh, my wife was settled there and we just bought our new house, done it all up and I had three years on my contract thinking, it's, I think, Maybe four years. See me till I was thirty-two. I was thinking, right, that's me till I'm thirty-two, and then yeah. I can concentrate on maybe getting another year there and, and coaching. And, and I planned it all out in my head. So when it all happened, and then and I found out they wanted to to sell me, I was thinking, no, this can't be true. I was thinking, it's not true. And yeah, I was glad. I remember going in um, on the on the day I left. I remember going in and, and collecting my boots and all the lads and you know all just the uproar that it caused. You know, the lads were devoured that I was going because obviously no one knew about it and um, when I went in I was like listen the club sold me I remember John Ruddy shouting his head off in the canteen Russ wasn't happy and you know and and how late it, how late the, the deal happened as well exactly um, it happened at, at, five, at five to six that day so I was still getting texts and, and calls from Russ Russ hoping oh is it falling through is it falling through is, oh, is it still going to happen and stuff like that so yeah it was a whirlwind of a, of a day and yeah I was mm. I was I weren't happy at the time that, oh, as I just touched on there, I wanted to stay at Norwich. But you know, um, I'm 
I'm mature enough to know <clears throat> how football works and mm. and things go. But well, mate, that's a testament to you, and you speak so well there about you know what what, what the how the players reacted. Did you did you have any idea? I know that you don't do social media tons. Did you have any mm. idea of kind of just the uproar it had with the fans? Because and I'm honestly not just saying this because you're on air with us now. Mm. The uproar from the supporters. I mean, I I vividly remember uh, a time before you when we had Malky Mackay. He got sold to West Ham. Uh, we've yeah. had other players that have been sold before. Where, but but it's very very rare that someone gets sold in the manner that you got sold and the fans reacting the way they reacted, there was so much anger. Did, did you have, did you realize that, that, that how annoyed the fans were or did you just try and keep your head down and not listen to it? Cause you were already really angry. No, I, I, I did realize, you know, um, I've got family who are on, on social media. So my brother was telling me, Oh, look, the Norwich fans, this and Norwich fans. And, and you know, I'm not being big headed or anything, but I knew, that it wouldn't go down well with with the with the fans because, as you said, I've, I've been there a long time. I had the season of my of my life, the the season before, and then to leave. Was that the so play of the quick. season? Was that the was that the season you got play of the season? Was that yeah twenty fifteen? Yeah, 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 it was well, that season. The end of that season in the first three games of the Premier League. Wow! Um, I remember I played the first game against Crystal Palace when we lost at home, and then. And then didn't play the next three, and then got sold after the international break. But yeah, and and you know, I had I had friends in Norwich who outside of football, like my 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 first few few landlords who who I rented from, um, Ken and Sharon, they are actually Norwich fans. So when I told them that I'm leaving, they were couldn't believe it as well. So they've got all friends and family, and I knew how how much um, the fans uh, did not agree with me going, but. Yeah, it was just, just one of the things. I was, I was, I was disappointed myself. You know, as I just touched on there, I wanted to, wanted to stay. Well, honestly, mate, I, I appreciate your honesty so much. I mean, that it's actually huge that that you know because this hasn't been clear to Norwich fans. I don't think Norwich mm. fans realised just how much you wanted to stay and just how much you loved the football club and you'd settled mm. down. I mean, I, honestly, I get, I again, I'm, I'm angry, and it was years ago, mm. but I'm angry. Um. I tell you what, we could talk forever, Bradley. We'll have to do a round two sometime. But the, the, one of the last things that I wanted to say is, you know, obviously you are speaking to a large majority of the Norwich fans right now. Do you, yeah. do you have a message for them at all? Yeah, I just want to say, obviously, thank you for my t my the way they support me when I was there, and when I left, I would never forget when I played against them, uh, Norwich at Carrow Road and uh, at Prior Park. You know, to have I remember the the day as well when well, I was at Derby and, and, and we won and I scored the goal ironically was that the OG um, was that the OG yeah is that what you're claiming OG? oh sorry oh sorry oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, so I remember I remember that and, and to be in the stadium where all four four stands of the stadium, stadium are singing your name it's, wow. it was a moment I'll never forget being at Derby they was obviously singing my name because I scored the goal but you know, Norwich fans were singing my name because they still love me, and, and you know, it's a day I would I would never forget. So yeah, thank you for the support. And as I said, I'm, I'm a Norwich fan through and through. My my, my kid's born in Norwich. He, he still talks about Norwich now. And uh, 
as I said, I've, I've been back to Norwich plenty of times and I'll be going back there very soon as well. Bradley, you are always welcome back in Norwich. And next time you're back in Norwich, get yourself on a face-to-face podcast. We'll do a TNC round oh, I'd love two. To do that. Yeah, Absolutely, mate. And it's been an absolute pleasure to interview. So that is it for this podcast, Bradley. I uh, just want to say a huge thank you uh, for choosing to share some of those stories um, on Talk Norwich City. If you're listening on iTunes right now, make sure you've given us a, a five-star review. Don't do four star whatever you do and we want to hear what you think of these audio exclusive podcasts drop us a tweet at talk norris city so we can continue to deliver you the best norris city content on the internet possible and there's only one thing left to say bradley johnson do you know what that one thing is you're not going to know either are you it's on the ball city on the ball i was just about to say that you cut me off sorry right go on then you say it. <laughs> on the ball city yay on the ball city <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs>